Good morning. Once again, my name is David Stansel, and uh, I am in the process of moving. Um, and so, one of the things that I really appreciate, whenever you tell somebody you're moving, they just kind of shake their head and say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because I have never met a person who actually likes the process of moving. Right? It's just a universal truth that we all sort of suffer together when we move, right? You have to pack boxes. Earlier, uh, earlier when we were given the silent Thanksgiving, I was just thankful that I found clothes this morning to put on because boxes are just thrown about. It's just crazy at my house right now. And so I, I am actually really thankful to be here um, uh, to take a break from the process of, of moving, like I said, just moving two blocks away uh, from where I currently live. So um, I want to take the next few moments with you to, to reflect and look at Psalm 23. And as we think about that, um, as we think about Psalm 23, it's a very classic passage. It's a very um, famous passage in the Bible. Um, and as we think about that, uh, one of the things I, I want to, as we prepare to read this text, I want us to think about this uh, in the same way that we would think about looking at a good piece of artwork. I live in New York City, and I'm always drawn to um, the Met Museum. Whenever I'm kind of walking near the Met Museum, I'm just always trying to find a way to get in the Met Museum just to kind of wander around for just a few minutes, just so that I can look at the good artwork that's there. I don't know what it is for you if you have particular museums that you like to go to, whether it's in the city or whether it's um, uh, out here or what, wherever it may be for you. Um, I don't know what maybe, maybe even right now you're thinking of a piece of artwork that you like, that you kind of go back to. Maybe it's a piece of artwork that's familiar to you, um, that you, even though you've seen it once, maybe you've seen it ten times, but you just kind of are drawn back to it because it gives you a sense of solace, it gives you a sense of comfort, just simply looking at that piece of artwork, right? Well, as we come to Psalm 23, Psalm 23 operates in much the same way. Uh, it is like a good piece of artwork that can leave an impression on us. It's left an impression on God's people for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, and here we are, we, we're, we have the opportunity uh, to look at it together this morning. And my hope this morning is that for all of us here, that as we look at it together, that it would make an impression upon us of who our God is. Of who our God is. And I want us to, to look at Psalm 23 now. Um, it's printed there for you in your worship folders. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Just, uh, let's pray for a moment together. Father, we give you thanks for this day that you have made. We give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for calling every single, each, each and every person here, all of us here. You've called every person here this morning because you want 
to be in relationship with us. You want us to gather together to be in relationship with one another and to receive the love that you have shown for us in Jesus and then to embody that love to one another. And you proclaim that love to us through your word and through your sacrament. And so as we come to your word now, we pray that you would give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, help us to see you, God, to know you more and to help us to receive you by faith. May your word be the power of salvation for all who believe. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So how did you end up here? I want you to think about that for a moment. How did you end up here? Maybe, maybe you're visiting here this weekend. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know what that, how you would answer that question. But I want you to think about that for a second. How did you end up here? Maybe you think about that even just this weekend. Or maybe you think about that in the larger picture of how did you end up here in your life, in your current state, where you are. Where you are. How did you end up here, where you are? I've heard myself say, uh, talk about this so much um, that we can feel this sense of, uh, of being lost, trying to figure out where we are, where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, right? We ask that question. Maybe, maybe you're in a transition in your life right now and you're trying to figure out, how did I end up here? Where am I going? What am I supposed to do? We can feel this sense of lostness about what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing it. The Bible uh, often compares us to sheep. You heard it just a moment ago in Psalm 23. You heard it uh, also in John 10. The Bible compares us to sheep. Sheep that are unable to lead ourselves. Vulnerable to harm. Not very smart on our own. In Matthew chapter 9, actually, uh, uh, when Jesus looks out at the crowds, he has compassion on them and he says they are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Isn't that what we so often complain about to one another? How we can so often feel so harassed by the expectations that we feel like we are supposed to be living up to. Right? We feel lost because we have these expectations we're supposed to fill up to. We feel we don't know how to lead ourselves to meet those expectations. We feel helpless in our efforts to try to meet up to those expectations, to try to live up to them. I hear, I hear it in my own, I complain about it, I hear it in my own voice a lot about how I can feel this sense of lostness and, and, and inability to lead myself, right? An inability to lead myself and feeling harassed and helpless in all the expectations that I have for, for myself. I want you to, to draw your attention, if you will, to the bulletin, uh, the very first quote uh, here, on, if you want to turn to the front of your bulletins here. I think Paul Miller says it well. And when it comes to this idea of being sheep without a shepherd. He says, without the good shepherd, we are alone in a meaningless story. Weariness and fear leave us feeling overwhelmed, unable to move. Cynicism leaves us doubting, unable to dream. The combination shuts down our hearts and we just show up for life going through the motions. Friends, that's what so often the Christian life, maybe this is something you've heard before, right? This is something that you've heard many times, even if you've been journeying through the Christian life, or even if it's just your first time here this morning. So often in Christianity, we, we say that it's about taking, allowing God to take leadership of your life. That's one of the ways that we talk about uh, being a Christian, is allowing God to be the leader of your life. 
But so often, a part of the Christian life, it's so hard to continue to do that, to continue to walk that way. Because we want to be at the, we want to be, uh, be having leadership in our own lives. And so, so often, it's this battle of, oh, well, I want to be able to have the ability to lead my own life. But the Christian life teaches us, the Bible teaches us that we have to get to a point where we come to an end of ourselves to allow God to lead us. And that's what Psalm 23 shows us this morning. That we are not able to lead ourselves. We have to come back to that truth. We're not able to lead ourselves. We're not able to renew ourselves. We need a shepherd who will renew us and restore us. And that's what I want us to look at together, just to look at this. Together, we need a shepherd who will renew us and restore us. The re- I want us to look at the renewing and restorative ability of the Lord, our shepherd. And that's just going to be two points today. This real, the provision of our shepherd and the presence of our shepherd. I just want to take us through those two points. The provision of our shepherd and the presence of our shepherd. First, the provision of our shepherd. As we look at uh, the inability to lead ourselves and we lean, we, we, we lean and look at this picture of the ability of God, our shepherd, to lead us. The provision of our shepherd. This is a psalm of David. David, who was a shepherd boy. So he, he understood as he was writing this all that went into what it meant to be a shepherd. You know, we're a little removed from that vocation. I don't know, is anybody, are there any shepherds here? No? I didn't think so. Is yeah? Ah, all right. No shepherds. So, uh, we're, we're removed from that vocation, right? We, we don't really have an understanding. So when we, re- when we read that, uh, we're a little removed from that. But John 10 gives us a picture that was read for you earlier of the job of a shepherd. Jesus him- describes himself as the good shepherd. And did you hear what he said? He knows his sheep by name. And they listen to his voice and they follow him. He knows his sheep by name. And they listen to his voice and they follow him. Part of a job of a shepherd is to lead the sheep, to provide for them. So about uh, two months ago now, I uh, just got my first dog. I never have had a dog before, and I just got a dog for the first time. I've wanted a dog for a long time, and I realized what I've been missing this entire time. Any dog owners here? Yeah? Man, it's so fun. I, I, I've been missing out on this this entire time. I've, I've, uh, we have a um, chocolate labradoodle. His name is Teddy. He's a year and a half. He was actually up here just two weeks ago. Uh, he met Gus, uh, Mark's dog. Now, Teddy is a year and a half. We got him um, after he had been with a family in the city for about a year, and then they couldn't be with them anymore, so they sent him back to the breeder. Uh, he was trained, and then we got him as an already trained. And when I sat down with the, uh, the breeder and the trainer, um, when I was getting Teddy, they said, now Teddy, he's a happy-go-lucky dog, but he's also really hyper. He's also a pretty hyper dog. Now he's trained, so he, he, he'll listen to me. When I tell him to sit, he'll sit. When I tell him down, he'll go down. Uh, he he kind of just follows me wherever I go. When I tell him to drop the ball, he drops the ball. He's a trained dog. Um, and one of the things I realized just with, with, with getting in the last two months that I, since I've, uh, I have Teddy is that this dog just wants a leader and a companion. He just wants somebody there with him. That's what's so awesome about dogs, right? They're just, they're great pets. They just want you to lead them, and they want you just to be there with them. You know? Now, I know, Ted, I know Teddy may not be as, you know, one of the things we learned, Teddy may not be as trained as Gus is. We're, we're still working on that. 
um, we realized, oh man, Gus is really trained. Teddy's really hyper. He's really hyper. And one of the things that we have to, to work with him on is when he gets really hyper, we have to say, Teddy, sit. Teddy, down. And when he gets down, he, it's almost like he gets too hyper. He can't help himself. He has to go down. This first verse of uh, Psalm 23 says that when we are led by God, we shall not want. Why? Because look at what he does for us. He makes us lie down in green pastures. And that is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. We live these frenetic, hyper lives where we, we, we almost can't lead ourselves, right? I know that is true for me. Sometimes living in the city, I get caught up in the frenetic pace of life. Even in the process of moving, it's like, ah, you know, I don't know if that's true for you. But it's true for me where I get caught up in this hyper life of, you know, and even in our culture, in our day and age where things are moving at such a fast pace. And Jesus says, God comes and says, he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters. Sometimes we can get so worked up. We can get so hyper and excited. Just like my dog, Teddy, we need to calm down. We need, to be, we need this, this command to, to lie down. He can make us stop our frenetic lives in order to be renewed because that's what we need. We need to be able to calm down in order to be renewed by God. And that's what our Good Shepherd does for us. He leads us beside still waters so that we can drink. He restores our soul. Which sounds really refreshing, right? But, but sometimes when we think about this, we think, okay, I'll, I, I need that. I only need God kind of in these particular moments in my life, right? You kind of, there's, I don't know what your prayer life is like. Sometimes you kind of have this shotgun prayer life where you kind of just sort of have these shotgun prayers. Like maybe after a few days you realize, oh, I need a little help. God help me, right? And that kind of can be a little bit of a descriptor of our prayer lives. where We just kind of need God when we need him. Um, just to help us through a, a tough moment. But this is actually is a picture that is a little different. It's not just like, oh, I'm tired and I need God in this one moment. This actually is a picture of, uh, if you look at it a little more carefully, this word here, you'll see it uh, from the, another quote here from Robert Alter at the front of your bulletin. He says, Though he restoreth my soul as time-honored for the Hebrew word nefesh, it does not mean necessarily soul, but it means life, breath, or life. And here it is. It's the image of someone who has almost stopped breathing, is revived and brought back to life. He restores your life. In other words, every breath that you take is completely dependent on God. It's not just in those moments where we kind of need Him. We need Him every single moment. We need Him all the time. And as I was going through this psalm, that was something that... uh, you know, I've read this before and I think, and I've kind of taken that, that, oh yeah, we need God when I get tired. No, not just when you get tired. You need God all the time. <laughs> Your very existence is depending upon Him. It completely depends upon Him giving you every breath that you take. We cannot take a breath without Him. We need Him every moment to renew us because He restores your life, He gives you breath. He is giving you breath. He is renewing you even right now. Even when you don't think He's renewing you, He's renewing you. So thank God the Christian life is not about us when we just go to God, that that He's going to give us what we need. God God is watching over you all the time, even when you think you don't need Him. 
And He's giving you life. And He's constantly providing for you. He's constantly doing that. Isn't that good news? That is really good news that God is always there for you, even when you think that you don't need Him. Our God provides for us. He is, he is providing for you all the time. He is the great shepherd, and we are the sheep. So, but it's not only the provision of the shepherd. I just want to look quickly now at the presence of the shepherd. Not only the provision of the shepherd, but it's also his presence with us that renews us. Look with me at verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David gives us another dark image. He gave us this one image of, you know, restoring life to somebody, right? Somebody being pretty much on their last breath and giving them life. But he also gives us another dark image here of somebody whose life is being threatened. And he says that no matter how dark the valley gets, he is there. No matter how dark the valley gets. And he uses this image of a rod and a staff. And again, we go back to the job of a shepherd. The job of a shepherd was during the daytime, the shepherd would hold up his rod so that the, shepherd, so that the sheep could see him. No matter where they got, he would hold up his rod and so the sheep could see wherever he was. And they could, they could understand, okay, there's the shepherd. But during the nighttime, they couldn't see him. So the shepherd would take the staff and he would beat it on the ground. You ever been, you ever been uh, in a place in your life where you feel like God is not present there? Maybe you're in that uh, position right now in your life where you just feel like God is not there. Man, is God really here for, for me? Times have gotten so dark. Maybe you can even think, think about a time in your life where, where the darkness came and you just thought, I do not feel like God is present with me. The Bible tells us that what, what God does for us is in those moments, he beats his staff on the ground like a shepherd to remind us of his presence. God is always present, ready to restore us. He's always there. And even as, you, even as I think back in the dark times of my life, and maybe you can think back in the dark times of your life, I remember exactly who was present there with me, who sent me emails. I can even tell you what those emails said. I can even tell you who texted me, what those text messages said, who showed up at my house. I remember, right? Do you remember, like, in, you think about dark times in your life, do you remember who was present there with you? Who was present there with you? We remember that. You remember who was there for you when you needed them, right? God shows up in the midst of our dark times, and He is there. He is there. He beats His staff on the ground. And maybe we don't realize it, but He is there. He's there actually coming to us through His people at times, showing up whether it be a knock on the door, whether it be a, a ding with your phone, or whatever it may be, He is there. God is present, ready to restore us. Look back at the quote, just at the very end of this quote from Paul Miller. Uh, I really like this quote here. He says, God takes at the very end of this, the, very, the first quote, God takes everyone He loves through a desert. It is His cure for our wandering hearts, restlessly searching for a new Eden. The best gift of the desert is God's presence. The protective love of the shepherd Gives me courage to face the interior journey. But the Psalm, Psalm 23 doesn't just stop there. It continues on, verse four, 5 and 6. It shows us actually both the provision and the presence of our shepherd. It just continues to pour it on. He prepares a table for them, he anoints his head with oil. 
He says, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. This is a picture here that if we look at this, this is a picture of a flourishing and happy life, which includes feasting, which includes victory. It's a picture that we can have of what God has in store for us. And this is a picture that we need to kind of have in our minds that he anoints your head with oil. He prepares a table for you. Goodness and mercy will follow you, even in the presence of your enemies, even in the presence of darkness. This is a picture to hold, this is a picture to hold in your mind. This is why I love Psalm 23. Because God gives you light in the midst of darkness, even with his word right here, that you can hold out an image in your mind, even in the midst of darkness, that God is preparing a table for you. Even in the midst of struggle, he has already given you victory. He anoints your head with oil. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And he is preparing a feast for you. That's, That's why we celebrate the sacrament. Because we were reminded every single week that we can feast that God wants to feast with us. God is providing for us, and he is present with us. This is what the psalm reminds us of this morning. I just wanted to take a look at those two really fast. Psalm 23 is, is like a good piece of artwork. And I hope that you continue to hold this before you. Because it's not just for us this morning to look at, but this is a, this is a classic psalm that I hope that you can hold on to in the midst of wherever you are. That you can, in the midst of good times, that you can use this as a praise. In the midst of hard times, you can use this as a prayer. You can use this in your, in your own life to hold out hope of what, who God is. He is a God who is ready to restore you. And He's working even when you believe or, that He's not, or even when we think that He's not. John 10 tells us that the Good Shepherd, we heard it earlier, lays down His life for the sheep. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us. It's not just a good shepherd that provides for you and is present with you, but all that provision and all that presence leads to salvation. That we can't, the reason we can't lead ourselves is, is that we, we can't renew ourselves is that only God can do that. And he has done that by sending Jesus, his son, into this world, who is the good shepherd, who laid down his life for you. He gave himself up, he gave himself up for you on the cross so that you would not be left alone to lead yourself. When you're wondering how to, how to follow, when you're wondering what direction to take, we have the cross. <laughs> Don't forget the cross. Just, it's, it's these beautiful, simple images. When you're wondering and you're lost, go to the cross. Go to the cross because that is where God, you can see what God has done for you. You can always come back to the cross and know that your good shepherd died for you. He died for you because he loves you and he wants you to be with him. He wants to give you the good life. Don't forget the cross. That's how God leads you. He went to the cross so that he he could give, so that he could die and he could give you his good life. So receive it from him. Follow him. Continue to follow him and listen to his voice. Let's pray together. Father, we do give you thanks for this image here that we have of Psalm 23. Father, we are people who need your leadership. We need you to, sh- to shepherd us. And so now I pray for all of us. I pray that you would be our shepherd, that we would follow and listen to your voice. Lord, give us ears to hear you. Lord, you 
are the good shepherd who knows each one of us by name. And so we give you thanks for your knowledge for of us, your love for us. Help us to receive you and to be united to you in faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.